Today, we're talking about growing a following on TikTok to 160,000 followers. Corey's done exactly that, and we're going to walk through how he's done it and what he actually does. Corey, welcome, and how are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. No complaints. How are you? Sweet, Sweet man. I'm doing well, thanks. 160,000 followers. How did you do that, and how long did you get that? We're going to get to that in one second. Let's first talk about your brand. What is your brand? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my brand is called Peachy Shapewear. The URL will probably be in the podcast description, but it's just mypeachyshapewear.com. Uh, and my partner, Anthony, and I started that about a year ago, maybe like September of 2020. Um, and yeah, one of the main engines of just traffic and growth in the beginning was TikTok. We realized that, you know, being younger founders, a lot of the older founders didn't understand TikTok yet. I think to this day, there's still a lot of founders out there that are still kind of testing the waters. But we were younger. We used that to our advantage and um, kind of just started making videos every single day on TikTok. And eventually we, you know, figured it out and we learned how to go viral. And that led to us getting our first maybe a thousand customers or more, which then led to us trying out influencers and whatnot. But it all started organically. Um, And then, of course, since then, we've transitioned to Google, Facebook ads, all that good stuff. Sweet. So have you been posting daily for the past year? Did you start on TikTok three months ago, six months ago? Um, I, I think you're pretty spot on. Yeah. We've probably been posting. I don't think they tell you how many posts you've had, but yeah, I would say we probably post once or twice a day for the past year. Wow. And are you, let's talk about TikTok. So are you the one creating all the content? Like, is it you and your partner? Is it all of your users? Are you paying people? Is the content that you're sourcing, you know, UGC and is it free from customers? Can we just walk through TikTok yeah. and kind of what you're doing? Yeah. Great question. It's, and just to like bottom line, it, it's kind of a mixture of all of it, but there's different weights we put in each one. So for example, at the beginning when we had less of a budget and we had no idea like how TikTok would react for our products, we were kind of um, making all of ourselves. So we'd order, we'd get parks shipped to us, uh, to my partner's house. We'd link up and just spend an hour or two just filming stuff of our shapewear on the ground. Like it was really just on the ground. Like one of our first videos was just a video of it on the ground for eight seconds. We made up a quick narrative saying, oh, like I wore this under my dress. It worked or my wedding dress, one of those angles. And it worked. And so we just, we just kept doing it. And then eventually we realized, okay, like these items on the ground, like they're going viral, but customers want to see it on people, obviously like it's clothing, it's apparel. Right. So we, we realized that we used um, a few websites like billow and B-roll um, to collect UGC. And it also just uh, asked customers and kind of encouraged them. Um, and yeah, and that, yeah. So, but that was in the beginning. So at the beginning, it was just like me and my partner do all of the brute work, all of the editing, everything. And then in the middle, we had creators making TikToks that they were just sent to us and we'd re-upload and that was going all right. And now we're kind of at a mixture of both. So we still get the creators making us, maybe we get a total of around 10 to 15 pieces of content a month just from them. Uh, and then the rest we kind of make with all of the existing content we have. And yeah, that's kind of how it looks. Sweet. Let's talk about like content length, hashtags, this side of the other. Like what, is there any consistency? Like, is there any like formula that you found like this length for that length? Do, tick, uh, do hashtags matter on TikTok? Do they not matter? Do you have any thoughts on either of those or, or anything in general that's helped you grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I don't, ha- like we don't put much of the emphasis on hashtags. We kind of use the same ones to just keep it broad. I will say that one of the most important things too, I think I remember is that TikTok pretty much scans your video every time you're making one. And based on the text you use, what you say, what the people are saying, what the hashtags, what text is in the thumbnail, all that stuff combined, what those words actually are um, will determine who they show your video to. And then how those first people react to your video, it determines if you'll go on to the next round of getting views or not. Um, So I think it's a combination of all that. I I would say the most important part 
is the hook in the beginning of the video. Cause most people aren't going to, you know, most people won't fail to address that first half of like, you know, putting the proper keywords and like, you know, obviously if you're selling a dress, you're going to write about a dress, um, stuff like that. So you'll have the keywords in there already, but then, um, so great. They'll be showing like the first 500 people that see your video will be people like typically in your space, but I have to hook them, get them to watch and watch the whole video, which probably is going to be around eight to 12 seconds. That's kind of the average length we have. Um, and so those first two to three seconds, just like a Facebook ad, for example, is king. Like if, if you can't get them to stay and stop scrolling, um, the rest goes to waste. And so a few best practices we've had there um, is basically we find that using capital letters, using emojis, and sometimes even having a very small delay. And when the text shows up, just seems to work better. So if there's a 10 second video, we'll have like the first piece of text show after like 0.3 or 0.5 of a second, like, it, like a little like delay and it'll show up. Uh, and for some reason, we just see that keep on uh, working. And so we kind of kept doing it. Super interesting. Okay. And with what the content you guys are making, like, is it scripted? Is it kind of just natural and organic? Like, are you actually preparing to go viral or virality kind of something that like, because you guys have gotten good at it, it's just a, a byproduct. You're right. I, I get what you're saying there. Um, and it's a great, great question. So I think on Instagram, for example, just for context, I think obviously I think more creators and businesses create content just to you know, create content and give good value, which is always the bottom line. But I think just internally for us on TikTok, we kind of do have that intention of number one, going viral. And then number two, driving website traffic from that viral TikTok. That's the most important thing for us. So um, yeah, almost every video we make, like we're aiming to go viral. I, I would say maybe like 10% of them end up going viral. But um, even then, yeah, I, I think it's just super important to have the hook and then the call to action at the end. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be huge. It can add where it's like half off shop now, do it here. It can just be like link in bio or try peachy or like just something very discreet. That's still like a call to action almost. Yeah. That was my next question is I've, I have a TikTok. I spent time on it, but I've never sold a product on it. So how do you move people off platform? So it's, you know, trying to drive profile views visits to your actual profile that has a link in bio. It, do you ever include like the URL? Have you actually made like a URL that's specific to TikTok people? Maybe that redirects something like super easy. Maybe it's like peachy.co, right? Where you just send people there. So that way it redirects your main website because your other website's a little bit longer, right? It's .com. Have you ever thought or done anything like that? Like how do you move people from TikTok heavy consumption, right? They're just wanting to be entertained yeah. to actually converting. Uh, again, great question. I think it's, a lot harder when you're starting out because right when you first make a profile, you don't have the option to put a website link, actually like a, like a clickable one in your profile. So I think that, is that what you're asking about when you say .co? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or sorry, more just like, have you, or, or I guess it was an open-ended question. Like how do you move people from TikTok to your website? And have you ever thought about like making just a specific URL for TikTok that you can mention or reference? That's actually really easy. It could be like five or six letters and it could be a .co because .coms, I think for four or five letters are all taken. Like peachy.co, like you could just say that in a video, right. go to peachy.co and that would redirect to what's your full URL? My peachyshaper.com. So it's kind of right. Long. Yeah. So it's kind of long. So like, have you ever thought about doing anything like that specific URL for TikTok that redirects your main website? That's easier to say and kind of link. We have done my peachyshaper.com slash TikTok okay. like, like that, but no, we haven't actually bought a domain solely for that use because for us, like we have the clickable link. So I, it doesn't matter if if it's long or not, because you can click it. But in the beginning, if it's if it's really that important to you, then I you probably could. But I I, I still think that I think after you get a thousand or two thousand followers, um, you can put the website link, which isn't a problem. It's just more about people just going to that profile and then they'll see the link and they'll usually they'll figure it out. Yeah, it makes sense. 
So in terms of analytics, like how often do you look at your TikTok analytics on a per video basis? And, and what are you able to see? Are you able to see like how many people watched all of it? How many people that followed you watched it? How many people that didn't follow you that watched it? Like what kind of metrics or data can you actually see when you post a video? And, and yeah, are you sure. a business account or are you a person? That, like how, how is your profile set up? Yeah. So to my knowledge, we are a creator account. I'm just going to open up like our uh, most recent vital to talk that we posted this week. And yeah, I would say we check this around once every two weeks and just kind of see like how things are moving. And so in our recent one, yeah, you can just see total, total play time, average watch time, how many people watch the full video. So for this video that has 267,000 views, 44% of people watch the full video. Nice. Um, in almost all situations, no matter how like what the size of your page is, unless you are like a humongous celebrity, almost all of your views are going to be from the for you page versus the following. So, for example, in this one, it's ninety eight percent for you, and then one percent following. Wow. And then and then you can kind of see the um, countries as well. I think that's important. I've met founders who, for one reason or another, their page kind of just got this like weird little like I guess blacklist on it, and a lot of their views are coming from like random third world countries and not like the states or Canada. And I think once you're kind of in that loophole, it's hard to get out. So I would say TikTok is kind of geographically based. Like once they kind of assume where you are and where your audience is, they won't switch. Like you can't obviously choose where the video goes. Um, Interesting. Makes sense. So it sounds like an overwhelming amount of your views are actually not from your followers. So does follower count actually matter on, on TikTok? Does everyone have the same opportunity of going viral? All, all things else, right? Like someone with a thousand followers versus a hundred thousand versus a million if you nail like the hook and the intro and the music and the transitions, do you have the same chance of going viral irrespective of followers? If most people aren't even, you know, viewing your stuff, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I would pretty much agree with that. I think that if you do have a million followers, just like any social platform, you're a little bit more weighted on their, like, I guess on their good list and you might get a little bit more of a boost in the beginning. Um, but it's definitely a, a free market. And if the content's good, it, they will accept you eventually. And yeah, I think if, if there's any platform where you have a good chance of going viral, it definitely is TikTok versus, for example, like Instagram. Nice. And have you done much with uh, Instagram Reels or not? Not a whole lot. Um, I would say we've done a little bit. Like typically, if we get a video that gets over around ten thousand views, then we'll take it and put it on Reels and push to see um, how those do. But so far, we haven't seen as much success on there as we have on TikTok. Okay. Nice. And I guess you know we're mainly focusing on, on TikTok. Are there any other channels that you kind of want to dive into that? you think could be relevant to people leveraging top of funnel traffic, you know, any other top of funnel traffic sources. What's that? You cut. You... Oh, can you, can you hear me? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Cutting out a little bit though. Okay. Ho- hopefully it's better now. I was asking uh, other than TikTok, are there any other traffic channels or any other sources that you want to kind of talk about and share any of your insight on? I think we can jam out on Facebook for a few minutes. I think that um, with the whole iOS stuff coming out, like every brand is kind of feeling the hit. I I think across the board, um, most brands have cut their spend by 40% this quarter, last quarter on Facebook, which is humongous for those big brands, right? And making up for that lost revenue is really hard. And I think TikTok can help. And I think more brands are trying to do TikTok, which leads to like prices or influencer marketing. A lot of influencers now are hiking up their prices even more. Um, since there's so much brands reaching out to them, but for, for Facebook itself, uh, we are still running ads on there. We're just really trying basically to take our best TikToks and our best overall creatives this year and just take making a, a ton of remixes on those. I, I'm sure you've heard, but like 
the way like the targeting is in the ad set level is now broken. And the way you target people is just in your creative. Like what I have, however you mass that creative is who the audience is going to be. So we're just trying to focus on those two things. And we do use a software called Hyros to help us track um, on the browser side. Yeah, I've heard good things about Hyros. I've never personally used it. Uh, is it worth the money from your opinion? I would say so, yeah. Once every month, at the end of each month, I kind of compare like Facebook's track conversions to Hyros, and we're seeing like an 80% boost right now with Hyros. Wow. That's what we're seeing. But, but it, will, it will range and vary. Like for every brand, depending on like what kind of stuff you're selling, how long people purchase. Like for us, people are purchasing within a one to two day window because it's a $50 like impulse kind of purchase versus if you're selling an expensive desk or something, it might be harder. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I guess kind of the last question I have is more of like a general question is like, how did you know two guys end up starting this business? That's what I thought you were going to start with. That's what everyone starts with. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a tricky question. Even I struggle to answer sometimes. I, my partner is um, the first person who came up with these things and found them online. He was just kind of trolling through online sourcing websites, came across this one manufacturer who was selling shapewear. And at the time, this is when Skims was kind of becoming a big thing. Uh, so he dug a little bit deeper and started looking at a few designs showed his girlfriend, showed his sister. They were kind of saying that, hey, this could work. Like it looks kind of unique. Like why wouldn't you just try it? Because nothing else had really worked for us in the past. And we've, we ran so many Shopify stores before that. Um, so we teamed up and just tried it together. And it kind of, in the first month or two, we kind of saw some traction. Uh, was, we're talking to our customers via Typeform and just getting any kind of survey results we could. And we kind of just uh, kept going and we found TikTok, which has definitely been a huge part of the growth. Sweet. Uh, any final words before we wrap up? Um, I don't know. I, I would kind of just say that if you are pondering, if you should uh, dive into talk, I would just recommend doing it. Like there's, I think almost any niche can be on there. Some niches, make, maybe you won't have five video ideas to post every day, but maybe you can do like a, like a post a day for a series of just like what, whatever it may be. Like, like back to that like expensive desk example, like you can do like office setups or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an entertainment platform. Like it, all it's about is attention really. Like it's nothing really to educate people for to talk. I think it's more of just like a, you know, if there's a fun platform, it's TikTok. So I would say almost any brand can be fun and just get on there and try right now. Sweet, man. This was, this was cool. I know I learned a lot about TikTok for sure. Uh, what is the best place for people to find you online? Is it your Twitter? Yeah, I'd say it's Twitter. My handle is Corian CEO. Cool. I will drop that handle below. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cheers. Cheers, man.